Hello everybody. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to make a couple quick announcements. First of all, I want to wish everyone the very merriest of Christmases, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I just wanted to uh, just wish everyone uh, a happy and safe holiday. Have a wonderful new year. And uh, that doesn't stop Halloween Unleashed from putting out new episodes. Uh, In fact, we have pretty much the entire month of January already laid out, recording those as we speak. And um, Aaron Bass is going to be the new host of Halloween Unleashed. And I'll still be there, you know, to be part of the conversations. But I'm going to be more of a sidecar um, to him. So the, the... the reason being is I want to focus more on producing the podcast going forward in 2022. I made this announcement uh, mid-season three, and uh, I want to I want to honor that. So uh, please give us still your support. Give Aaron your support. Get your gear over at well, you can go to two places. You can go to HalloweenUnleashedThePodcast.com. Go to the apparel section. And you can uh, pick out a slew of things throughout there. Or you could go over, if you're a mask maker or a collector, which a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, you can go over to WMP Gear. That's WMPGear.com. And you can go and you can look through different supplies. We have mask stands. We have busts. We have mannequin heads. We have... Uh, coated mannequin heads so that if you're worried about styrofoam, you don't have to worry about that. And they're coated in black uh, felt, so they are they come completely safe for all of your masks. And they're a male mannequin head, so um, you will absolutely have the best of the best there. Now, if you're a mask maker, we sell supplies on there. We sell silicones, urethanes, clays, sculpting tools, uh, airbrushes, airbrush parts, you name it. You know, we sell it. We also sell latex on there. So if you're looking for the very best latex, not this shit that gets watered down and cut and charged you a premium price. We have uber thick latex that is buttery, buttery smooth. That is nice and stretchy. Can give you those nice thin pulls in less time. Can cure in less time, but also give you the durability and the rigidity that that you want from a from an independent mass. So you get the best of both worlds. It's been custom formulated to meet the needs of the collector. So if you're a mass maker and you want to get in on those latex last season during the warmer months went crazy. Um, I had to place two different orders with my suppliers and uh, it, it went quick both times. So As we start to move into spring, I'm going to be putting in uh, two more orders. So if you are one of those people that want a five-gallon pail of latex or a couple five-gallon pails, you need to move fast because if you don't, it will be gone and then you have to settle for the commercial garbage that they put out there. Yes, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, you've all all been there. If if you have latex that is shrinking on you more, more than usual... Don't put up with that. If you have latex that is watery thin, that it, that has been thinned out with either ammonia or distilled water so that they can get more and charge you more, then you need to move over to WMP the latex because it has been custom formulated. It's exactly what I use and have been using for several, several years. You will thank yourself 
in the long run. I have uh, Spook House Props, Jimmy Falco that buys from me. I have House of Horror Pro that buys from me. Rick Ramby buys from me. Those are the top dogs and the people that listen to this podcast. So um, Jimmy Falco has even been quoted to, to say it's the best latex he's ever used. And he's used quite a bit. He's tried quite a bit. Same with House of Horror Pro, which is Matt Reed. He said the same thing. Now, just because Matt and I are friends doesn't mean if I put out a shitty product, I don't expect him to call me on it. So I have to uh, uphold my end just as well as they have to tell the honest truth. So with that being said, let's get to today's episode. And we thank you for listening to Halloween Unleashed, the podcast. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. All right, so next question from Jeff Alsop. He said, I think it, this is a brilliant question slash point. How much better would H4 have been if the H78 mask was used in the film? I think it would have been unbelievable. The H4 VHS cover teased everybody. Yeah, the fuck it did. Yeah, I feel that. Still love the I mean, H4 mask, but still got teased by it. I mean, I, yeah, I liked the H4 mask. It was creepy, but I think it would be really cool. Just because it's different, it's a different idea. I think it would be really cool to see, like, the actual, you know, mask that they showed used in the movie. I think that would have been way creepier. I agree with that. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's okay. Nah, I mean, it would, it would have been interesting to see. I guess, but I feel like it would have gave the movie a different vibe. Yeah. I agree with that too. Good point. I didn't even think about that, but good, good point. Yeah. I, I agree with Matt's point too, because you know, like the Halloween four mask to me kind of fits what Halloween four was. Yeah. That sums that, that sums that point up like perfectly. Could you imagine the Bucky scene with the H1 mask? I don't think no. it would have worked. Nope. I agree with that. Bucky. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Bucky. Bucky. Don't pull that Halloween you... shit on me. <laughs> oh, Look, here's I a... ever told you guys that I saw... What, what the hell did I say that? Good. Huh? Just in case it's, it's, it was one of the listings, I better not even say it. I don't want to cause you all no flack or nothing. I'll say it. This is Unleashed. Say it. Say it. All right. Somebody's trying to sell just a plain ass hard hat with a fucking sticker that says Bucky on it, for like two hundred something <laughs> bucks on eBay. What the fuck? I saw that. I saw that Dude, too. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I love going on eBay. It's fun. <laughs> I used I love to. Now, now it's just man. Kills, I, I really, kills, I really, kills. I really, really have to. I know that this is a second question in a row, but I have to ask this one because this one, this question is very lovely. Uh, how you paint mask, what hair you use. <laughs> <laughs> Love that hair, bruh. I use wombat ball taint hair. <laughs> Golden edition. Golden edition. Very rare. Oh, do you use that camel hair that leprechauns like, you know, like, turn to the you know their back and like strap to their back and like climb mountains oh, for yeah. and shit. Oh, this is gonna get me some heat, but I don't give a fuck. 
I went to the island of Morocco and I strapped 4,000 pounds of camel hair on my back and I walked through the golden streets of Morocco with that. And then I went. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep that up. (coughs) I understand now. Okay, I get it. I swear. I swear when he told that story, I'm like, you must think we're fucking idiots. Oh God. Like God, five or something. <clears throat> like you ch- like you're a child, like he's talking to a fucking child. <laughs> oh. Okay. I believe um you may ask the next <laughs> question, A Aaron. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Jeff Alsop. I'm sorry if I'm uh mispronouncing your last name, no, Jeff. Wait. I asked that one already. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see what happens to, um, when it gets to be this light and this many shots under a bottle of holiday nug. <laughs> okay, well, actually, uh, Mr. Matthew Reed had a follow-up. What's and we'll shoot this to him first since this was his question. What's the one scene for you from any film that comes to mind when you think of Myers? And I'm going to add an, an, an extra in here: the Myers mask. And he opines that his his answer to this question will always be my, Michael walking down the hall of Haddonfield Memorial Hospital in H two. And I do believe I know exactly what film what what scene you're talking about there. Oh, when yeah, Lori man. decides to ditch her room and goes to the other room, uh, you know, to yeah, use it's, the phone. It's playing her it's playing her theme, and he just yeah, and he's like, like striding down those hallways. Yeah, he's stalking around the hospital on the closed caption cameras. Yep. Yeah, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you on that because that 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 that's that whole like I mean just that that's that's that slow stalking that Warlock does. I mean it just watching man. that as a kid was terrifying, man. Like that creeped me out. Yeah, that, that, absolutely. Honestly, that's what got me into all this was was probably those scenes. Yeah, it scared like, well, the shit out of me, but I couldn't turn away. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, what's the one scene for you from any film that comes to mind when you think of the Myers mask? Uh, as cliche as it is, man, like the the phone scene, man, like like after he's get, gets the sheet pulled off of him. And it's, that's a good one, too. It's just like when you see that, it's just like, ooh, holy shit, you know? Creepy. Yeah, like a, a, a ghoulish smile in a way. Exactly that, like evil, evil, like ghoulish smile. And also, that's the first time in the entire film that the audience gets to see a close up of the mask. Yep, that's it. The film scene. So I mean, yeah, for that scene to be the first time that you get to have a close up shot of you know uh, of the killer himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, that just uh, that that strikes a chord that can never be duplicated. Yeah, I like the hallway scene, Agreed. honestly. It's just when they turn around and she turned around and saw him and he's just like, bam, he's right there. You, you know, can't just, kill the boogeyman. Love it. All right. Michael Bitterman. Mike. Mike. He said, <laughs> Mike, he wants to know. 
What's one thing you would change about the mask hobby that you know will probably never change? Oh boy. Fuck, we don't got time to answer this question. <laughs> Worse. I can sum up I can give it I can give an answer for both of you summed up in one word. Do it. Politics. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. I mean it all falls back to politics, but you know, people not um Falling for everybody's bullshit, listening, being sheeple, and yeah. just thinking for yourself. Get to know people, talk to them. Don't believe everything you hear. Believe less of what you read about people, and just make up your own mind. Yep. Less rehauls. <clears throat> well, yeah, that too. How about everybody <laughs> just respecting everybody else's opinion? The- that would work too. Yeah, that yeah. would that would go that, a long that, way to change a bunch like a, of other shit. Yeah, that's a disease that spreads throughout like every community ever, though. So that's just that's pretty incurable, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right there. Oh well. <laughs> this here's the wike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one second. I need to click to see more on Mr. Christopher Webb's question here. Okay, so Mr. Christopher Webb has opined with this question. Who, if any, are some of your favorite production teams, writers, directors, cinematographers, lighting crew, and the teams behind the scenes? To which, if you could assemble your dream team to continue the franchise on, after the the DGG team moves on from the franchise. Oh, okay. Never mind. David Morgan Green. Uh, I know most of you have our feelings about the current state of the franchise, but it may be fun to think about what it could be. Uh, and then, Chris, this will have to be directed solely at you. Uh, any update on the H6 sequel with Marianne? Great questions. Um, you know, these are all great questions, but this, um, you know, I, I saw that question and to be honest, I'm almost kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I don't keep up with a lot of modern horror directors. My, my directors of choice are all, kind of in the past. So I, I, it may not be something that, and no, I'm not going to say John Carpenter, because I think John's at a point in his life and his career that I don't think he would be the best choice to, to lead a franchise, a, a new franchise, just my opinion. Um, but I think John would even admit himself that his, his heart's just not in it. It just, it's well, not, it's not desire. just that it's just, I just don't think that in his life and his career and where he's at, it's just, I just don't think that he has the energy to lead a cast and crew and an entire direction of a film. Um, and people are like, yeah, but what about Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood's a different animal. And Absolutely. Clint, Clint Eastwood wants to do it. Whereas if you listen to interviews and watch John, John's happy with doing his music and giving his two cents as a producer. And that's it. That's all he gives a shit about. He doesn't care, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative sense. 
it's just John's in a different place in his life. So I know I keep circling around this. I just don't think that he, he might be the obvious choice for obvious reasons, but you know, maybe 30 years ago, you know, I would have chose John, but, and, and this day and age, I will still, I will still throw, uh, throw down that if, if we're going to go with more modern directors, um, my choice still stands as Marcus Nispel, which is who I wanted over Rob Zombie. And people are like, yeah, but you know, he did a bad job on the Friday remake. Uh, I like that. I did too. I did too, but I like Marcus Nispel's uh, direction. I like his cinematographers that he brings in. I like the tone he sets for his film. And I think him making a Halloween film could be very cinematic. It could be beautiful looking. It could be quite utterly frightening. But at the same time, I would like to see uh, Dwight Little back on the set for a Halloween film if we're going someone a little yeah. older. Yeah, because his his entry with just Halloween four and not going any further, I mean it's like wow, you got to see what he could do with one movie. It's like wow, let's see what he could do with a follow up. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. Sure. So what what was the second part to the question? Uh second part of the question is any kind of an update on the H6 sequel with Miss okay. Marianne Hagen, the lovely Miss Marianne Hagen. We're we're still in a holding pattern on that. Um, you know, and I, I hate to say that because you know there was this big push for t-shirts and everything. And what what ended up happening was is like as soon as a lot of the vaccination stuff started getting a lot more strict, you know, in certain key states and what have you the t-shirts were and like the money from those t-shirts that was raised is sitting in a special account just waiting to be used on what we intended to use it for which is the trailer so until like the climate of that changes a little bit or a lot i should say we're still in a holding pattern uh, I think we all still want to do it. It's just, you know, right now we're just waiting for the right time. We thought that we were going to get that that right time this past summer, and it just didn't happen. Um, nobody's more disappointed about it than me because I did an entire episode on it. I even said in, in one of the earlier Unleashed episodes when this all came about that I wasn't going to talk any more about it until it actually was going to happen. And look, I made a Facebook group. I did a like a very small crowdfunding. Um, I advertised it. I said when it was going to be dropped, you know, all the things that you normally don't do unless you got it in the can. But I was that convinced that we were going to have it and it just didn't happen. So uh, we came up with a couple different ideas to do a workaround, like where I was going to shoot a trailer down here in Florida. Uh, Aaron, I was going to call you on that. And uh, have you do a stand-in? And for... oh, I was so anxiously awaiting that phone call. When you say nobody's more disappointed than you, you have to you have to share that ground equally. Well, I I was disappointed because I was the guy. I was the face that had to have egg on his face, and that's what I'm saying. I, nobody was more disappointed than 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 me. But what we were going to do 
was we were going to have Danny Strode played once again by Michael Honeycutt. Uh, we were going to have him square off against the shape with a slow lead in with Marianne's uh, voiceover. But, you know, she brought up a very good point of, you know, you're, you're doing this whole push and advertising, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't my face be involved? And she had, she had a very good point, you know, and um, it's going to happen. I believe, you know, I believe that in my heart of hearts, it's just, Timing, timing, timing. And it, it's, it's unfortunate that that's, that's where we're at. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a great question. I, I hope I was able to answer it um, respectfully. I will chime in with this. Um, as somebody who sat in the background and watched uh, the production, the Mad Scientist production, uh, you know, firsthand, uh, from Chris's workshop, uh, I know it's easier to apply to uh, what Chris does in his workshop because he's actively working on something. So if something along the way comes that is a speed bump that throws things off, uh, just like we were talking about in the previous episode of the you know the speed bumps to that you know came along the way in the production and and ultimate creation of the MB2, uh, it's all going to be better. You know, it, it's all for the better. You know, when it comes to the end result, it might be easier to apply that to something that's you know in the workshop being actively worked on, but as somebody that's you know involved uh, and who has you know been pegged to be involved. Uh, in the uh, in the H nine sequel, myself, uh, I gotta hope and just hold out hope that uh, it's all going to be for the better uh, in the long run. And while it, will. it sucks, it while it sucks, it absolutely sucks ass to be sitting on your hands and and not have an answer for anybody that might ask about it at this particular time. Um, you know, just hey. Uh, the process has has proven itself time and time again. Uh, it all works out for the better in the long run and the in the final result. So unfortunately, that's where we're at at the moment. But uh, it is definitely not forgotten about. It's definitely not uh, not on anybody's minds moving forward. It's definitely something that is in the forefront of people's minds, uh, everybody's minds that you know it, it, that it needs to be there on and. Uh, as soon as something actionable can be done, uh, that action will be taken. And believe me, uh, you guys, especially everyone that uh, uh, that chimed in with the T-shirt sales, you all will be the first to know about it. Absolutely. And um, I, I do want to add this, too. Is until this movie gets off the ground, I mean, we're all still, a lot of us are still very much very independent have our own jobs, have our own lives, have everything going on. So right now, as it is, you know, this is a hope and a dream and a crowdfunding event that needs to happen in order for the movie to actually happen. I think, you know, once the trailer is actually done, um, the marketing side of it has been thought out very, very well. So right now, literally, the trailer will crowdfund the entire movie. I'm, I'm confident of that. I am 
absolutely probably more confident on that than I've ever been about pretty much anything. So, um, yeah, we just have to, we just have to patiently wait and I'm not, you know, as Matt and I have stated on, on the previous episode with the MB2, you know, if the instructions say it's going to cure in 30 minutes, we want it in 15. So I, I definitely get it. Um, I'm not the most patient person myself, but got to be patient on this one because unfortunately with the climate of our world right now, you know, we're not in control and we, we have to, we have to hope and pray that, uh, that there's going to be a second harvest at, at some point. And when, when it does happen, um, it's going to be beautiful. So let's just hold out hope. I'll also add this. Uh, whenever this project does finally get done, whether it be an extra year that we have, an extra two years, what have you, it's definitely not going to be like a recently received movie uh, was when it came out finally to where it's like the majority of us critical thinkers were like, you had a whole extra year to work on this thing and this is the best (laughs) you could put out. Really? Really? No, Aaron, Aaron, you, you read the script. So, I mean, you can probably speak more for anyone that for the H6 fan, H6 fans out there, it's definitely a treat for the people that weren't fans of H6 they're going to appreciate it too, because um, I really tried to bring it back to the roots of Halloween. Oh, you very much did, man. Like I, I remember the conversation that we had when you, uh, when you forwarded me the script, Uh, I started reading it and I was on the phone with you or messaging you about an hour and a half later because I started reading it and I did not stop reading it until I was done and, you know, we were conversing back and forth about, you know, tweaks and stuff to, uh, you know, to what you had written. And uh, uh, you most graciously, uh, for the majority of, uh, of my feedback, you know, agreed with, hey, yeah, let's let's tweak this here. Let's, you know, let's, uh, you know, tweak this here. And, you know, we, uh, I was able to opine in the script myself for a little bit. And uh, it just made it even that much more badass. And. I was reading the script um, very much like a Halloween fanboy was back in the day, the, uh, the late nineties, early two thousands, when the, uh, when the Halloween comics started coming out and uh, to read it as a Halloween fanboy, um, it, it just very much read like one of those stories, like one of those comics from back in the day. And you were just, I was lapping it up. I was lapping up every single word, every single syllable, every single sentence. And I was just waiting to get to the, uh, you know, to the next chapter. That's very much how it read. And I, you know, that's speaking as, you know, as a Halloween fanboy. And I just, I couldn't wait to get to, uh, you know, to the next act, to the next chapter. And um, that's why I, I couldn't stop reading it. You know, when I started reading it, I, I, I couldn't put it down. I had to read it the whole way through. And that's why I was, you know, chiming you up on Messenger at 1.30 in the morning and say, hey, bro, if we do this with this scene and, you know, this whatever. And, you know, it, and luckily you were up. And I mean, we were up to like three or four o'clock in the morning that night, you know. Uh, I remember you know, that. 
yeah, going back and forth on stuff because I mean, it was just, it very much read like it was written by someone who was a genuine fan and the story was, you know, written by a fan for fans. And as a fan myself, I ate it up lock, stock and barrel. And I just, I could not wait for it to, you know, you know, get teed off and actually, you know, do something with it. And that's why I, you know, I, I sit on my palms, uh, you know, twiddling my thumbs, just sitting back like, oh my God, what are we going to be able to do something with this already? But I gotta, I gotta have faith and, you know, in the process that we talked about before that, you know, whatever uh, speed bumps and, uh, and pauses that we have are all going to be for the betterment in the end. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.